0: Audio problems, bad signals, shitty old computers. Today on Panelism, Taylor and I don't really get to record an episode, but here's the chat that happened first.
1: Red Skull finds it in that house or whatever, wherever that was at the beginning of um, First Avenger. You could even back up from there. <sighs> what, what was the what was the note? Uh, that's the first time in the MCU, the nope. earliest point in the MCU, I should say, that we know it exists, isn't it?
0: Well, yes, but I guess we see Odin has it in his treasure chest in like a Thor flashback
1: thing or something. But is that when Thor was alive? I mean, uh, I guess, okay, fa- fair enough. I don't know, so they, anyway,
0: that's, yeah. There's but a possible
1: ahead, yeah. original Odin possession of it before they got it back again. Yes. Then the Red Skull has it, uh, uses it, and then he gets blasted to Vernier, or F- yep. or whatever it is. Yep. Then it goes to the bottom of the ocean. Yep. Then it is rediscovered, by yep. uh, Marvel to power all her shit. Nope. Oh,
0: it's uh, I guess it's dredged up with um, uh, maybe it's not with Captain America, but it's um, Tony Stark is the one that gets it.
1: He, Tony Stark. You mean Howard sorry, Stark. sorry,
0: sorry, Howard Stark.
1: Yeah, Howard Stark gets it. So at some point, it passes from him to Marvel, or she she takes she rents it out so she can power her, her warp drive and all that,
0: right? This, this part's going to blow your mind.
1: Which is why, <laughs> But the Tesseract is how... So the way I understood Captain Marvel was the Tesseract powered the warp drive, the warp drive yep. then powered Carol, so Carol's powers are almost directly tied to the Tesseract itself, yes?
0: Uh, This timeline wasn't... This timeline explanation wasn't dealing with that exactly, but the part that, like, clicked it all for me was... So how Howard Stark founded this... Uh, he was using it for his own research, I guess. Yeah, and then he founded a lab with <clears throat> Lawson that became Project Pegasus. Okay, so in the first Avengers, when we see the tesseract in that lab that gets blown up, that is the same lab where uh, uh, uh Carol Danvers and Fury are running like looking through those old files. That's
1: is it really?
0: that's the same location that's project pegasus's secret base seriously yeah
1: so the 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 big underground building bunker thing yeah. that, Lo- that loki implodes essentially yeah is that same so that's where they that's where fury and and carol went wow
0: so basically once the Flurkin vomited the tesseract back up uh which was a post-post credit scene. Yep, I saw that. I did not actually stay to see, which I can't. Believe. I mean,
1: it's it's fine. They. I just, just can't started. believe I
0: got up and left, like knowing what we know. What
1: bothers me is that some people they're like, "Well, when does that scene happen?" I'm like, "What do you mean, when does that scene happen?" It's the same yeah. goddamn time that the movie yeah, happened. Like, what do you? So, what
0: do you... <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't know what <sighs> I was thinking. Um, but I, I did get up and I left that. So the Flurkin vomited in the past. Mm-hmm. Fury then just sort of files it away in the Pegasus. That's when he secures it at the Pegasus facility.
1: Well, they have it in that, but they have it. He reveals it to, or I guess maybe,
0: uh, I guess that's Pegasus, whatever. But he, he,
1: but he puts it in the briefcase because he reveals it to, uh, Alexander Sedvig or sit, whatever the hell selling star guys. He reveals it to him at the end of, in one of the post-credit scenes. He's like, that's how, that's how he ends up getting the job to work on it. So they had it. So they put it in that briefcase, Somewhere after it gets vomited up, they file it away. Yeah, and then they put it. So, but I mean, am I misunderstanding Captain Marvel? I thought that the warp drive was powered by, you know, but it was was heavily you know, based on or powered by the tesseract. And then, well, I guess
0: actually, the tesseract wasn't there at the time of the explosion. It's up in the ship that, you know, where. The, I know, but
1: that was what that's what she used to basically. Power. I mean, that, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't in the warp drive, but it was like she harnessed the power somehow yeah. to then create. But th- the reason I bring that up is it's it's strange that Captain Marvel's power is so it, it seems like it's more it's either unrelated to the Tesseract or more than it, you know, more than it is. Granted, she can I don't know. I, I hope they delve more into that. Uh, not that i need all the detail but it's like I, I feel like they're playing a little fast and loose with some of these infinity stones only because i as much as kevin feige is a showrunner over all this stuff at, there is there is not some holy written bible that that you know you have that they're operating out of they sort of ebb and flow as time goes on
0: i i, I don't know i mean i'm but this with <laughs> the, the Crazy timeline I just watched made made me think, oh my God, they really are looking at a Bible of like where the tesseract is on earth
1: but then but what I'm crazy. saying is why would the tesseract give like
0: well that I, part that's the part that gets kind of retconned, I think, yeah, when they decide seems- we don't want to just have Marvell like touch Carol's hand and transfer power.
1: I mean, I love the um, scene, but like, it just seems odd that like her power is un- like is more the power well, stone and not the tesseract. So it's kind of like, well, how does that work?
0: I know, and and who knows if they'll bring it in, but that's what I thought was so interesting about that Life of Captain Marvel miniseries. In that it that coming out and Captain Marvel coming out definitely sets it up for in Captain Marvel two, she goes back and investigates her parents and realizes she was actually half Kree.
1: Oh, and got it.
0: That event was what traumatized her body to activate those powers
1: oh okay that makes because
0: that's what happens in life of captain marvel the book so that's why i thought like that's interesting but there's no evidence that
1: what but what if what if just just follow me on this little journey what if that was like hey for the real diehards who love to just you know put this the, you know have the room with all the different you know the yarn connecting all the different things and they're like yeah. so what if for those people we're going to intentionally foreshadow shit in the comics without ever deliberately saying that this is where we're headed but you know like you always can be guaranteed that if a comic comes out during a movie at least half of that comic storyline will appear in a future movie like wouldn't well, that be just mind-blowing
0: I, and I don't think it's that far off because that's what, um, you know, the life of Captain Marvel was timed out. Like, this is a five issue miniseries, and issue five is going to come out like the week before the movie.
1: I'm even or Maybe think, it maybe
0: came out the month before, but I'm going to even go one step so further. Like,
1: I honestly think the reason they're drawing the Fantastic Four the way they are with Reed Richards and a gray beard and all that stuff is yeah. that that is what they're going to look like in the movie. That was predefined. And they're like, okay, we're going to bring back the comic. And start to like the comic is gonna be based on the visual guidebook for the what we're gonna eventually do when we get the movies going. Like yeah. it'll be it just it seems if you're gonna showrun a movie franchise like a TV show, all the ancillary media off I mean, and let's be let's be really clear. the original the original cinema uh, 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 cinematic showrunner was George Lucas. So all that affiliate stuff, all that ancillary stuff, did at one point, and granted, when Disney bought it, they just erased giant chunks of canon like Thanos. It's just, you know, in one one swoop, all this canon in the books and comics and stuff that was once true was just like, nope, that didn't count. And uh, so there's like two divergent Star Wars universes now. But like for the longest time, all that ancillary stuff was had to go through Lucas either himself or his, his close team to basically be approved. Like, yeah, this is all, this is all, this all fits in. And I wonder if it seems to, it seems to be that like Feige plays a similar role with not just the movies, but the comics, the video games, any, any novelizations of anything at all sort of has to fit together in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, they definitely do that. Like novelizations, I think are even more monetized than the, well, the novelizations are like, you know, designed around the movie, I think, yeah. more so than the comics. But I think the comics are meant to feed into it and or at least get your imagination running. And, you know, that's why a bunch of X-Men titles disappeared from Marvel publication around the
1: last X-Men movies. I still think, man, they, they have got to find a way, a classy way to say – I mean, what you tell me. Do you think that they would be ballsy enough to, at the end of Infinity War – have a easter egg for x-men especially given that the newest x-men movie comes out basically at the same time um you know it's it's the fox x-men granted but yeah i, I, I feel so. like if they're gonna do that they're gonna they're gonna easter egg either galactus or the fantastic four or both and not the x-men for mm-hmm. a good long while
0: yeah and i i i don't know but i wouldn't think x-men the x-men the fox deal's not even closed is it,
1: it no it's done they or officially just, own it yeah no last week it's, yeah last week so it's, it's like
0: done. Yeah, that'd be a pretty tight turnaround.
1: But they knew. I mean,
0: God, when I, does Infinity War come out? It's like next end month. of April. Yeah. Jesus Christ,
1: that's crazy. but they but they knew. Okay, so I mean, an end credit sequence is what thirty seconds. So the production of it doesn't have to be that long. They especially given their their hordes of people working on all their CGI and stuff. It wouldn't take much for there to be like a scene. You know, let's say Tony Stark lives, or you know, they they you know some technology is still tracking the universe for new threats. And there is something that, that suggests almost like the the Captain Marvel stinger at the end of, of Infinity War. Something that stings like Galactus as like the next big bad, you know, the next you know multi arc big bad. Because hmm. um, that's the only way to really, if you're going to do the Fantastic Four, you know, it, after Thanos, what's what's bigger? Like, what's more what's more pressing? I mean, Galactus is kind of like the only thing that has that has the widest possible audience knowledge. You know, like the widest audience knows about him next it's not like some obscure ethereal you know being the eternals movie is coming so they can dive more into you know his backstory no, right. there yeah it's gonna get really it's it, the 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 mcu that we know and love is gonna is gonna be very different after april yeah. i feel like
0: yeah I, I almost feel like they're gonna the budgets are gonna have to reduce because they're they're gonna have to go back to like telling super geeky stories to geeks yeah. You know, and not trying to appeal to everyone. I mean, it's just going to happen because it's just going to shatter it so much that it's like, oh my god! Like we were saying with Captain Marvel, now you've had to watch twenty movies in order to know, like, to kind of, you know, it's getting to where uh, you, you got to see them all, like they're all sequels. But I'll tell you something else. So on the same channel, Emergency Awesome, I also the reason I got to the Captain Marvel video is uh, um, through, like, I, well, a friend had told me to watch it, but I'd also. Um, a different friend had sent emergency awesome talking about and posting a short video of Zack Snyder, asking questions about the darkest timeline. And he was explaining that in Superman or whatever it's called Batman versus Superman. Yeah. So he, and the writer, when they had the reins, like when DC trusted them, <laughs> it, it was, Oh, those were the days. that was basically planned out as like, Okay, so there's two scenes in it. Like there's one that's flash coming in to Bruce's uh cave which we you know? saw which is in yeah, the Yeah, yeah. So you see it and he I think he's I okay, I'm I don't remember I'm too soon.
1: Wanna... I'm too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Um and does he say Lois Lane something about No, her? he doesn't he... say he doesn't say her name. Okay. He
1: goes like he's like yeah, uh, yeah. Don't let her die or something. It's something like you know, she's the key. No, she's the key. Now, that's
0: it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what he says. Um so uh, then there's another scene, which is the nightmare scene, where Superman yep. comes through the hallway and kills all the sons of the Batman or sons of the Superman or whatever. Superman comes back and kills all, all the those people. Yeah. That was not a nightmare. That was a future vision Okay. of a different timeline. And it was when Darkseid had taken over the Earth and was victorious.
1: Which makes sense uh, because that Omega yep. symbol is, is in the ground.
0: Yes. And they realized in the future version. So then there was going to be this scene in justice league where the, the justice league was going to be the, that dark timeline. It was going yeah. to be all this like apocalypse and, and Superman was coming after Batman. Yep. And they realized in that timeline that Lois Lane was this key to this. And that when she died, when Darkseid killed her, that was that, that was the event that Superman blamed Batman for it. And then Superman like kind of, you know, was, Which is uh, like, just
1: like what yeah. happens in Injustice, only the Joker kills Lois, but it's the same idea.
0: Yeah. So then that's what drives Superman crazy. That's why he has this you know, uh, anima against, like, Batman. <laughs> and so there's a scene where Cyborg, Batman, and Flash in the future are trying to figure out how to fix it. And Flash and Cyborg have figured out this timeline, this way to jump back to the, you know, there are these two points that they can jump back to to try to fix this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and They say we just don't know which one to try, and Batman says, "Well, if I like, if if I weren't here, which one would you have done?" And Cyborg says the first one, and Batman says, "Well, you already tried that because I saw Flash in the past, and it was too soon.
1: Mm. So
0: don't do that." So then, when they, so basically they. we're still doing that script when Batman versus Superman came out. And then it did so badly, I guess and the studio freaked (laughs) out and they were like, fuck, we are so far into this. Yeah. So basically the, the really short takeaway from that is there is no Zack Snyder cut. Yeah. There was a abandoned script. And so then they took elements of it. So like, you know, when Superman gets resurrected and he's angry at Batman, but there's no like motivation for it. There's not like, What was the animating event of that? Like, why is Superman so mad at Batman? Yeah, so they were using—they were just kind of like chopping up scenes and stuff and putting them into this like hodgepodge garbage movie. And
1: wow, it's like like the worst of all worlds. And like at that point, just let him get get through with it on his own vision, and you know, either fail or die. But you're guaranteed failure if you try to do what they did, which is just kind of hodgepodge. Oh god,
0: I know. Or why why not delay Justice League and re like yeah. You know, like, why not say, okay, you know what, we're gonna, like, we could scrap everything that happened before and just bring in Josh Whedon and do a whole, like, do a whole reboot.
1: Barry Allen had a beard when he, when his little robot suit thing opened and he was trying to be like, he's like, I'm too soon. He had a beard Mm. there. So it's like, The Flash could, I mean, this could have been, that could have been 10 years in the future. It could have been a long time. They could have taken their time, built up to it correctly, figured out what worked and what didn't, keep that thread, you know, basically alive. Yeah, it's. I mean, especially given that Wonder Woman really worked, Aquaman really worked. You know, they could the Flash movie never gets done <laughs> might work. I don't just, know.
0: Man. After that, after that, honest trailer, like yeah. I thought Aquaman was a mess before, but seeing all the mess of it, like back to back, was unreal. I've watched that so many times.
1: <laughs> let's actually jump in because I want to use that as as one of our. I want to use that as one of our um, opening riffing topics. So let's okay. just officially start the episode. Uh, welcome to Panelism, the show where we talk about the comics yep. and graphic. Oh what? my god, I just lost you. Totally. Oh damn it! Jesus Should we start Christ. again? Because this, I have it's happened to uh, me twice now. In- Do you know if that's you or me? I don't know. Let me let me bail and I'll come back. I'll come right back in. Okay. Welcome to Panelism, the show where we talk. Podcast. <laughs> like, it's podcast. I know. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like something's wrong already. <clears throat>